Fred Warner had a hell of a game yesterday. He was he, oh, he we got we got everywhere Fred back. Yeah, Fred's Fred is everywhere. He is absolutely everywhere. You should have seen the bling that he brought to the presser. Did you did you if anybody can go check out bling, go go compare Fred's bling with uh Chase Young's bling. Chase Young had a necklace on yesterday that was like the I mean it, it was so unbelievably shiny. It was crazy. It was the first time I've ever seen a guy do an interview with a thousand dollar piece of jewelry and a fat lip dip in. I mean, he had, he had the copy up top in the nice. bottom tank, and it, it almost it was a fat dip too. It was just a big old uh, freaking Lenny Dykstra in there. I mean, it was a it was a Sparky Lyle freaking dip, and and he's got this this ridiculous chain that's just shiny as all get out. And then we go to the press room. And Fred Warner had an equally shiny, uh, you know, jewelry on and the puka shells. Um, Fred, Fred, 12 tackles, 10 solo, half a sack, two passes defensed, almost an interception. Fred's playing unbelievable ball. And he gave me a pretty good answer when I asked him about this week. I said, you know, I asked him, what do you, what do you cut out in a short week? Because football is all about preparation. I don't think people realize Real football is about the process of football. The process of football is what happens on non-game days. And Fred knows it. And I said, Fred, it's a super short week, and you guys are playing on Thanksgiving. What do you cut out? You're not doing all the same preparation. Something has to be cut out. And he kind of admitted that, you know, in a Thursday turnaround like this, that where they have a short week, that it will be a much more of a streamlined game plan that they won't oh, yeah. have as met much in their game plan on either side of the ball as they normally would. Um, so it's really about, you know, they have this infrared room. I, I wanted to ask him about the infrared. Have you, have you, have you ever seen the infrared? Yeah, it's a, it's a way to take down swelling and, and help muscles recover. Yes. I mean, I've never, I, I mean, I've, I've never gone in there, but in their side side room of their locker room, there's an infrared room with like stalls. And what you do is you got to take all your clothes off except for whatever, you know, and and basically you need skin. You know, the skin's got to show. And then it helps you in your recovery. And some guys have infrared rooms in their home. And I know I was talking to Juice about it last year, and he's like, yeah. I said, does it do anything for you? He's like, oh, absolutely. It absolutely does. It just rejuvenates your cells, and I don't know exactly the, the the why it works or how it works exactly, but they'll spend tons of time in the ice tubs, in the in the uh, in you know in trying to rehabilitate themselves in the infrared room, getting massages. The Niners have a bunch of different uh, massage therapists on on uh, staff. They'll they have all kind. They got a side room off the uh, locker room where guys get you know, massaged and, you know, all their, I mean, this is a quick turnaround. I mean, you're playing football. I asked, um, I asked, uh, John Feliciano. I said, John, how you feeling? He's like, dude, I'm playing, you know, it's like, I'm an NFL veteran. I play guard and it's like, I never feel good in the post game. 
He's like, I never feel good. Right. And because you just, I mean, think about it. All the the head banging. You're doing tons of it as a guard on every play. Yeah, I just clocked in against Vita Vea, Vita Vea for, right. for, for, for the last three hours. I don't feel good. <laughs> I said, what do you do to rehabilitate yourself before Thursday, man? That's a quick get around. Get, get back. And he's like, well, first of all, I try to stay off my feet as much as possible. Um, I get in the tubs. Um, I give myself, you know, a big soak, maybe the infrared, maybe, you know, some massage. But, I mean, it's all about trying to, you know, and Kyle will say this to the players in the locker room sometimes, like, hey, guys, you know, we got the quick turnaround, you know, get your rest, get, you know, eat right, all that. That's the that's the obvious. But take care of your body, you know, get your rehabilitation, get, you know, it's all about getting their quick turnaround, um, get their bodies ready for the quick turnaround. So ice tubs, whatever their, you know, methods are, infrared, uh, anything you got to do to get ready to go Thursday, do so. That's, well, that's and, the and I'm exactly what the game plan is going to be up in Seattle. I mean, if you're looking for, uh, I, how about this? I haven't even seen the line. I don't know what it is. Take the under. Take the under. No one's going to want to show you very much. You're not going to get a lot of razzle dazzle on Thursday night. I doubt it'll be a sexy game. Uh, it'll be a, a little bit of a rock fight. And if the let's just call it day of game plan is normally 25 pages long. Yeah. On a Thursday night, short week, it's probably only 12 pages long. You know, it is about let's just do what we're good at. Let's eliminate all the other stuff and just try to go up there and run and not, not 55 plays successfully. Let's run 30 plays as best as we can. And the minute we get to the end of 30, we'll go back to number one and do it again and again. Um, I, I think that that is, that's what you have to do on a short week. And then the only nice thing about this short week is it will give them just an eensy-weensy little bit of an advantage going into Philadelphia because they will have a couple more days. And again, Kyle Kyle Shanahan is tweaking a game plan right up into the hour of kickoff. So if you have Kyle getting 48 more hours to play with, that can be the difference between winning and losing in Philadelphia. I really do mean you, it. Do you want to guess the spread? I used to play this game with Tommy T. It was unbelievable how great he was at guessing the spread. I mean, He's I'd be like, Tolbert, you, yeah. you can guess the spread better than any freaking person in the world. I mean, it's amazing. He had the thing down. He was always within like a half point. Yeah. Do you want to it's guess the spread? You can play guess the ratings, I guess. Anyways. Oh, come on oh. now. All right. Here we go. That's a, that's a low uh, so blow going into, Hey, I won. What can I tell you? Um, we're talking about th Thursday night. Niners Seahawks. There's, there's three games, by the way, on, on Turkey day, um, our viewing and I love Thanksgiving. I it's love my favorite, Thanksgiving. My favorite holiday. I mean, it's between football and food, I mean, you know, and when mom no used to get up, my, my mom's no longer with us, but she used to get up early, put the bird in the oven. Because we would eat at like two o'clock, early Thanksgiving. So, yeah, so I mean, if you're eating at two o'clock, I mean, you got to get up and put that bird in. Oh, absolutely. She'd have, we'd always have so many people at the house, and we'd be like twenty three pound turkey, and it was just, it was. I loved. I mean, if I could, if I could bring my parents back to life for one day, it would be a Thanksgiving day, because Thanksgiving at the Kruger house, with the way my mom could cook, was absolutely magical smelling magical everything 
you know? And I remember, you know, my, my parents used to be like, entertain the grandparents, you know, cause like there's so much work to be done food wise. It's like, don't you go upstairs and disappear on your computer or go play basketball with your brother. You talk to grandma and grandpa while we're in here cooking. Um, but yeah, we have green Bay, Detroit, Detroit minus seven and a half at home against green Bay, uh, Washington, Dallas, traditional Thanksgiving, Dallas minus 11. All right, let me Nin- guess. Niners let me, let me guess. at Seattle. What's Niners, the spread? Niners minus three and a half. Niners minus six and a half. Ooh. Okay. That that surprised me too. I would have said closer to what you were saying. I was thinking before I looked at it, I'm like, what what do I expect to see? And I thought it was going to be Niners minus four. Niners, Niners minus four and a half. Niners minus six and a half. Wow. That means that mean that means spread, Las, you know what that means that means Las Vegas believes in Brock Purdy, which means it's time to look out. <laughs> okay. When By the, the way, we have Black Friday football this year for the first time. Uh, Miami and the Jets. <laughs> I'm so tired of the Jets. God, I don't want to watch any more Jets. You know, put me out. Shoot me with the Jets. I mean, I don't want any more Jets. We don't need but- any more t- football teams from New York. I just don't want to see the Jets anymore. It's like the Jets. I mean, I I understand it was all about Aaron Rodgers, but man, I mean, flex them the hell out of that. I mean, I'm so sick. I watched Jets Raiders. I watched Jets the week before. I've seen more of the Jets than I'd ever want to see. I've seen enough Jets for like three lifetimes. Yeah, I don't. I don't need any more Jets. I really don't. I mean, I don't want to see any more Alan Lazard limping, Zach Wilson, and his bandana i mean it's just robert sala and his beard on the bottom and shaved head up top what is with that dye job on his beard too i know that is so bizarro what is he doing i don't what's what's that look for you were you were mr clean and now you added a beard and it's like if you had a beard let it you know let it go or you know organic instead he's dying it jet black it looks would, like his it looks like his head like shifted or something, you know. I was out Weird. at a bar with a with a buddy of mine, and he's like, you know, Damon, you're you know, you're you're old, but you actually look older than you are because you got this gray up here and you're gray here. And he's like, Why don't you dye that? I said, Well, number one, this is what self-confidence looks like. Number two, I'm married. Yeah, I'm already oh, married. I'm married. What do you what, what am I pretending? I'm 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 Younger and fresher for who? Jillian? She's not going to fall for it. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she would go out and she would buy the dog. But I know what he's saying. I know what he's saying because turn your head sideways. See, your your hair is brown, but your beard is white. I know. And I, I, I have it going a little bit too. It's I don't let it get in, too man. long. But I'm more salt and pepper. So then I've got the... Uh, my my whole thing is I'll shave. I go. I've shave. never seen you with any facial hair, Larry. I've never seen you with a beard or a goatee or a mustache or anything. Oh yeah, I, I've I've go. I'll, I'll always go with a little chin fuzz, but I usually I don't like I, I just I don't like it. It makes uh, makes my face feel oily, so I like to I like to shave. I like to shave, but I but I do go I do go heavy fade. <laughs> I just got a fade the other day. You see my fade? Nice, very nice. I told the guy I want some white walls. Give me some white walls. Diamond in the back, sunroof top. <laughs> I took the kids for a cut the other day. My kid said to the guy, I almost cried. He said, can I have a mullet? I'm like, oh, my God, a mullet? Really? You want can a mullet? Waterfall? 
I, he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, you know, I play baseball. I, I can't, I gotta have some back flow. It's like, I gotta have some flow back here. I appreciate that. I, I think I can appreciate that. Seriously. Um, Look, the 76-yard touchdown from Purdy to Ayuk is the biggest touchdown pass in the NFL so far this year. Brandon Ayuk gets an awful lot of credit. Jamal Dean, he fell down. He got hurt on that. Ayuk had Jamal Dean reaching for his ankle twice yesterday. Right. Uh, he got burnt early, and that was pass interference. And then the play, I don't think Dean returned. Did he after no, that he, injury? And he's not a Jamal. He's a Jamel. Jamel, thank you very much. Yes. Jamel Dean. Um, the uh, look, you know it was great yesterday for them. Yaya Diaby. He did have a really good game. Yaya Diaby. My goodness. Have a game. The rookie from Louisville was everywhere. He had a really good game. Um, Antoine Winfield, by the way, 16 tackles for Tampa. How great is Antoine? I'll tell you. Most underrated father-son combination in the history of the NFL. Antoine Winfield Sr., Antoine Winfield Jr. Sr. played for the Buckeyes and played for the Vikings. Super strong corner. Had a great NFL career. Yeah. Uh, not a superstar, but just a really, really good, solid NFL corner. And his kid is just awesome, man. Antoine Winfield Jr. is the man. Larry, let's hit some super chats. What do you got going on? What have you, what have you collected so far um, from the show? We just have three today. We got this one from Elite Archer 23. Larry, you defend Grant because he's helped you, but at what point does integrity come into play? Birds of a feather flock together, they say. Um, you know, that we we live in an opinion world, right? Everybody this is people give opinions. And I I I'll say this, I don't need to agree with every one of my friends. And I don't need to agree with every opinion maker. He's got his opinions. That's why he's got a huge audience. I've got my opinions. That's why I've got a huge audience. Damon's got his opinions. That's why he's got a huge audience. I mean, everybody's got opinions. So my opinion I don't need to align my, I, I don't call, I never call, I never, I know, but I never call you and say, Damon, let's make sure that our opinions align. <laughs> it's like, no, no. We don't talk about our opinions aligning. I've no, never done reason, that with any host ever. But the reason why we do a good show together is because we know what we're talking about. And I guess the point over here is how much can you stick with someone who has proven beyond the measure of the doubt they don't even know what they see? Like, there's a reason why I don't host a podcast about The Guiding Light. It's because I've never seen a single episode of The Guiding Light. <laughs> is, what is that? Uh, soap, soap opera, soap opera. Yeah, is it still going. It's, the, it's like the Young and the Restless, the Guiding Light, General Hospital, whatever the law. I've never seen a single soap opera ever. That's why I don't host a, 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 a podcast called "Let's Talk About the Soaps." I had a roommate in college who used to be the ultimate machismo, and then he would watch all my children every day. There you go. But I guess the point is here is you got somebody who's literally Dude, Johnny. What are you doing? But still not knowing what they see. I mean, so yeah, it, it, I mean, but it's, but it's all, it's once again, it's all opinions. So, I mean, uh, you know, I love Grant because Grant is a good guy who helped me out at my lowest point. And I'm, I, you know, do we agree on everything? No, we stream once a week and, and, uh, you don't, you, you know, you see here us disagreeing because I don't agree with everything he says. Um, he doesn't agree with everything I say, and that's just fine. That's just, that's just fine. And as far as integrity goes, you know, there's you, you integrity has more to do 
with who you are, I think, uh, when people aren't looking, than it is about your opinion on the secondary or blitzing or Kyle or Brock. So that's how I see it. I mean, I, I, you know, you want to believe what you want to believe. You want to think what you want to think. Go for it. Um, we know we're not, we may not align, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn on Grant because I don't agree with his football takes, um, after he helped me at one of my lowest confidence moments. And, um, I'm just, I'm loyal that way. I'm just not, I'm just not gonna do it, but I understand. I'm not also not going to tell elite Archer that, you know, you're wrong for, for not liking Grant. If you don't want, if you want to not like Grant, don't like him. You know, that's fine. I, I got no problem with that. Um, that's what makes the world go around. Yeah, that's if you, why if I used you, to love Baskin and Robbins. There's 31 flavors. Look, if you, if you want to watch the Fox news of 49er broadcasts, then go ahead. He's perfect for you. It's all propaganda. None of it's based in reality. Uh-oh. It's got a so lot of Damon's got Damon's broken another rule of mine. I don't go. I don't talk race. I don't talk religion and I don't talk politics. So there you go. Gizmo no. Maltese says, why isn't Debo getting more touches? Um, Debo can't get much separation. And whenever he's in the backfield coming around his little razzle dazzle, all eyes are on him. So he's not really surprising anyone. I would um, say wait until Thursday night. I think when you have a quick turnaround, I think Kyle's use, saving Debo because Debo's a run through you, not run around you guy. So I think Kyle's saving Debo for Thursday night. I think I think you're going to see a big Debo performance on Thursday night. That's what I would. That's what I would say. I think he almost intentionally kind of kept him because a lot of Debo's touches, Damon, are about schemed. Like here you go, we're gonna. We're going to call an end around to Debo. Okay, that's not like, is Debo going to get open on the end around? It's an end around to Debo. So a lot of his things are like called from Kyle. Um, and there weren't a lot yesterday. So 39-yard completion that he had to Debo, it just felt like broken coverage. Right, right. So I, I think Thursday night, you're going to see a lot of schemed stuff to Debo. I think you may even see some schemed stuff to Ray Ray. Uh, I would not be surprised if they you get chunk yardage uh, plays off both those guys. Greg Argeese, Argeese says, why didn't Kyle use Juice or Mason on fourth and one? Yeah, I mean, he, Mason Mason is like, you know, active but inactive. I mean, he's like, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Mason at this point. As far as Juice, yeah, I mean, I mean you know, I, I don't know the answer to, to this question, Greg. I don't, you know, I've, we had Kyle sitting here. We could ask him exactly how it all came down. But, um, and sometimes there's like a method to his madness. And sometimes there's not. Have you noticed that? Like, sometimes he'll have like a total well-developed answer for why he used a certain player. And then other times it's like, uh, there's no real reason. I just, you know, went with it. So I don't know. It could mean, it could mean everything. It could reveal a philosophy or it could literally mean nothing. So those are the supers. Those are the supers out of the sheet. Jeez, we usually have an awful lot more than that. Usually, we're we're quite a bit. People are saving uh, saving their money for Thanksgiving. That's all right. That's all right. Do you, do you, so you only st- you didn't see any other? Uh, I I haven't been looking at the chat at all. I've been un, unoccupied by it. So oh, we've been getting all kinds of. Uh, uh, <laughs> we got all kinds of people commenting on your Fox News people. Uh, um, we got this one from this is kind of interesting from Joe G says Greenlaw will be punching out 
on Thanksgiving, meaning that he won't be playing. I don't know. I don't know I mean, what that means. If you were well, punching out, meaning not not playing, like he's like they're going to lean on somebody else. Um, that would be my big one. Big concern about the 49ers is they lean so heavily on Fred and Dre in the run stop game that God, I you know you got to make sure those guys. I mean, if, if the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl, you know what what has to happen? They have to get to the playoffs with like five or six key guys intact and fresh and ready. Dre, Fred, Nick, Christian, George, right? I mean, those five, Trent, those six guys have got to be fresh, ready, and going in the playoffs, or there's probably no chance. Um, I just, You're right, but I like starting linebackers don't take games off. You know, I mean, I, 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 if they wanted to do it in an abundance of caution for Dre Greenlaw, who's always battling injury, you know, they want to throw D winter out there. Uh, w- wasn't he unable to go yesterday? Wasn't he a scratch in that game? Who's that? Who, who you asking? The, um, the, uh, the, the backup linebacker. Jalen Graham. Yeah. He was no. inactive. Oh, G- Graham. Graham was inactive. Yeah. He was inactive. The inactives for the 49ers yesterday. Let me see. I think I had this. Um, yeah, the inactives yesterday were Braden Willis, Brandon Allen, Aaron Banks, uh, Ty Davis Price, Kalia Davis, and Jalen Graham. So I, I believe I think Jalen Graham's a great I mean, young player. If it's not Dre Greenlaw, it's gonna be D Winters. So yeah, is that what's gonna happen? Um, at least until, you know, I mean, who knows how the thing shakes down in a month. The other guy we didn't see that was active yesterday was Darrell Luter. We didn't see Darrell Luter. Um, and I thought Luter, you know, I'm, I'm eager to see, you know, are the Niners going to sign Jason Verrett today or tomorrow? Um, there was a lot of speculation on Friday that that was going to come down possibly today. We'll find out. Maybe I've Kyle will liked, announce that later I've on today. Always, I've always liked Jason Verrett. Like he's never played poorly. He's just always been injured. Uh, exactly. Jason Verrett, when he worked out the other day, Damon, supposedly Lynch said there were seven or eight 49ers that came to come out of the locker room to watch his workout because there's so much respect for JV and what he has given, you know, the Niners as far as leadership. He has the world's greatest feet. So, when you have the ability to run and you have great feet, I mean, he has pro bowl corner kinds of um, movement ability. And so it's, as you said, it's all about the health and he hasn't been healthy. So, um, you know, and obviously they, they, you know, I think he wanted to be here because, you know, he was on Houston's practice squad. He asked them to release him off their practice squad. The next day he, he hopped a flight and was working out for the 49ers. So I think, you know, this was somehow choreographed behind the scenes to get uh, Verrett out here, and we'll see if he can make an impact. I would, It would be an incredible story if he could stay healthy because if that kid can stay healthy, kid, I mean, he's probably 32 at this point, um, you're talking about a guy who could absolutely help you win the Super Bowl. He's that good of a cover guy. He's that he can mirror NFL receivers up and down the field. He's got that kind of movement ability, that kind of footwork. 
He also hasn't even been on an NFL field for over a year and a half, though, right? I mean, that's it's a big right. ask. It's a it's, big, it, ask. it's a major question, but that's a, that also goes to show that you know NFL personnel people keep track of who can cover, and they you know it's a very select list, and it's like if you're on it, you're gonna the phone's gonna ring no matter how many times you get hurt. If if it's if you're not on it, then you need not apply. He's on that list. You got a couple more supers to come in you want to get to, and then I want yeah. to kind of bounce around the league and talk about yeah, let's uh, do that. Mike Baker jumps in. He says, Larry, you have a ton of integrity. Grant is Grant. I enjoy his content, but he does frustrate me and others sometimes. But I enjoy your shows together. But this show is becoming my favorite. Thank you, Mike. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. I, and I, I think that's well said. I mean, you know, Grant's Grant, and nobody should try to change him. Uh, Frank. Mellow. Hey, Frank. He says, any chance that Danny Gray gets on the field in Seattle? And if so, what kind of role will he have? Kyle just told us um, last week that Danny Gray is ready to roll. So they're just waiting for he's on the IR. Uh, he can be activated and he's he's designated to return. There's limits to the number of guys that can return. So that's part of the equation here. Um, and maybe they're trying to preserve that as long as possible to give themselves more options. But I'll say this, Danny Gray, I know nobody, you know, you guys haven't been to practice, so you're not watching what I'm seeing necessarily. But Danny Gray is noticeably stronger than he was last year, and he, I think, has the potential to really make an impact on this team. I mean, a major impact. He He's more than just a a track guy with some speed. He's actually got ball skills and can run routes. He's had a hard time staying healthy, as we all know. But Danny Gray can make an impact. He absolutely can. He's easily the fastest guy on the team, and he's a significant uh, receiver if they can get him out there. Let me just uh, say, I hope you're right, Larry. He is a you're, you're skeptical. He is, he's a rumor until he's not. All Danny Gray is is a rumor. I don't even believe he's an actual person that exists. He's a rumor. Well, so. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. I talked to him, and he said, I said, Danny, when are we going to see you get on the field? He's like, I don't know, but well, I, you know, I'm getting ready. And um, another guy who I talked to yesterday uh, who I love, and I, I, I'm huge talent, and as far as I'm concerned, is Drake Jackson. And Drake's getting healthy, working his way back. A lot of people don't think Drake's coming back this year. I'd, I'd say he might. He might come back. But I, I, said to, I said to Danny Gray, I said, when are we going to see that touchdown dance? Because he's been claiming that he has an all-time touchdown dance. All right, so I don't want to I don't want to see it. I don't want to see an all-time touchdown dance on your first touchdown ever. Don't I don't want to see it. Just score. How about this? <laughs> I told him. I said, I go, I got to see it, man. I got to see the touchdown dance. I don't want to so, see his touchdown. I want to see him. How about this? Let's see. I want to hear you activated before we talk about your touchdown, Dan. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Come on. He's got an all-timer. Uh, DJ Dunham. Where There we go. DJ Dunham. Super sticker. Hey. Super yeah. sticker. I don't, know what it, DJ. What it, I don't know what the super sticker is or what it does, but thank you. Yeah, I think it's kind of like uh, the, the, all, uh, the, the, the park hopper from Disneyland where you don't have to wait in line. You just have the super sticker. Oh, uh, excuse okay. me, sir. I've got the super sticker. Thank you. 
All right. Well, then right this way. <laughs> right this way. Right to the front of the comments you go. Have you? Um, what's that? We should talk about that sometime. What's the the greatest line that you ever jumped because of either a reservation status, whatever, a buddy? Um, you know, where you where you absolutely were like where people are almost booing as you're walking in. For me, I ran into. When I when KMBR sent me to Vegas for one of the fights, it was like a De La Hoya fight or Felix Sturm, or I forget who it was. It was maybe Tito Trinidad. We're staying at the Mandalay Bay. The guy comes to our broadcast from the Mandalay Bay. And he, he's like, Yeah, I do a number of roles here at the Mandalay Bay. And you know, so he's telling us all about it on the radio on Friday with me and Ralph. Craig, I don't want to go to Vegas. You go to Vegas. I take my get plans on Saturday. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> you know, Tommy can't go this week. He's already been there. So I'm talking to the guy from Vegas, from the Mandalay Bay, and welcome to the Mandalay Bay. We have nine different restaurants here in the facility. All this stuff. He's telling. We do a whole segment on KMBR about the Mandalay Bay, and he goes, and also I work the door at the um, Rum Jungle, and feel free to, you know, stop by. It's really happening on Friday nights. So before he leaves, I go, you know, hey, um, that's tonight, um. I go, can you can you uh, hook me up in the rum jungle? He's like, well, I'm glad you mentioned it because the line will be out the door and around the, you know, the 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 lobby of the hotel, and it'll be impossible to get in tonight. It's a huge night at the rum jungle. Friday nights are huge, and I'm like, great. Can you get me on the list? He's like, absolutely. So he writes down my name. It's nine o'clock. I go downstairs. The guy wasn't lying, Damon. There had to be seven hundred people in line. I mean, just a massive line. And so I, I, I wasn't sure if he was going to get me in or not. So I went to the door and I asked for him. He wasn't there. So now I, I tell the door guy, I'm like, well, if the guy comes back, his name was whatever. Um, you know, can you tell him that Larry Kruger's in the line? Um, and if he could get me in, get me, that'd be great. Me and my buddy. And he's like, um, he's like, sure, Mr. Kruger. So now I'm in the back of the line. And the guy was just like on his dinner break or something like that. So he, now he's back from his dinner break. He comes back and he's looking. We've only met one time, so he's kind of looking around. He doesn't recognize anybody. Finally, I see him. I'm like, hey, I kind of raise my hand. I'm like, I've only, I'm still like 640 people. He's like, Mr. Kruger. I'm like, yes. He's like, come with me, sir. And he like takes me and my buddy and we're like, I might be my brother. And he walks us to the front and people are li literally going, hey, hey, what the hell? Hey. <laughs> That's not a hot chick with D cups. How did that guy get to the Hey, why is that guy jumping the line? Hey, people were pissed at the rum jungle. So anyway. my best jump the line experience is also in Las Vegas, but it involves us making fun of Herschel Walker while we're walking past him. Uh, we're, we're, I can't remember the name of the club. I think it was at the Wynn. And you go downstairs. You have to walk down this descending staircase. I think the name of the club was Trist or something like okay. that. I think I've heard of that. And and uh, and then you walk through like this mirrored hallway, like you feel like you're walking into an episode of Entourage, right? Like the, <laughs> right, whole, right. Like, the like like it's a dark, narrow tunnel, and at the end of it is just blinking, thumping nightclub waiting for you. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, while we're going down the stairs, it's literally like Herschel Walker and oh god, who else was it? But on our way down, my buddy Sherm was like, 
you know, hey, Herschel, a few more yards. You might be in the club already, too. But we'll we'll let you know how it is when we get oh, in there. Talking trash yeah, to Herschel. Talking shit to Herschel Walker. My friend Sherman also is a guy who got thrown out of an all-star game at Three Rivers Stadium for heckling Kirby Puckett. I'm like, who heckles? Late, the late Kirby Puckett. I'm like, who, who heckles Kirby Puckett? He's like me on about five iron cities. <laughs> so that's, that's my boy, Sherm heckling Kirby Puckett at an all-star game for no reason at all. No reason. No, no reason. reason at all. The great Kirby Puckett. Yeah. Who's, what, yeah, five, eight, maybe it's five, it, seven. It, it, it was really, really nice to, uh, to hop a line in Vegas. You do feel cool there for just a moment. And then later on in life, you're just excited when you get sat early at the buffet. So that's, that's the aging process right there. Larry, <laughs> hell of a Monday night football game tonight. Eagles and Chiefs, we're talking eight and one and four and one on the road in Philadelphia. And the Chiefs are seven and two. They're four and one at home. You've got two of the single best quarterbacks in football, two of the better head coaches in football going at it, uh, a, a Super Bowl review and possible preview. And how are you looking at this one going down at Arrowhead tonight? Oh, man. You know, this I is going to be. If you're a Niner fan, you're a Chief fan tonight. It's just yeah. that. It's Chiefs minus two and a half. The over under is 45 and a half. Eagles are coming off the bye. Chiefs are coming back from a uh, a win in Germany, and then the bye of a bye of their own. Um, so you got both teams coming off the bye, and Andy the read off a of bye week is almost undefeated. Yeah, I mean, I have that number in front of me actually. Uh, Andy Reid, how about this for a, this is an amazing stat. Kansas City or Andy Reid is twenty one and three coming off a bye. So I'm going to go. <laughs> That's coaching gonna, kids. Also, you got Jalen Hurts, who's battling left knee pain. Um, you know, Kansas City is second in the NFL in points allowed. The Eagles will not have Dallas Goddard. It's at Arrowhead. Give me the give me the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I think the game's going to be good. I think it's gonna, an overplay, though. If you said to me, like, how would you bet this game? I would tease the Chiefs to the over. So what does that mean? I like to play the seven-and-a-half-point teaser. So with the seven and a half point teaser, it would be Chiefs plus five. And then I would tease it down from 45 and a half to 38 and a half and go over. So there, that's how I'm betting it. I'm going to bet uh, Chiefs plus five over 38 and a half. Chiefs on the teaser to the over. I thought that the single most consequential game of the entire week was the first game we saw on Thursday night. The Joe Burrow season-ending injury is significant. It felt like the Bengals were about to climb back into the AFC's conversation. They will not be climbing without Joe Burrow being able to use his hand, obviously. That's just a monster injury. I do think also, Larry, that the um, whole are the Bengals in trouble for not disclosing an injury thing is so ridiculously overblown. There is a play where he clearly got rolled up on and he hurt his hand in the game. The fact that he was wearing a compression sleeve coming off of an airplane is irrelevant. The uh, There are all kinds of guys wearing compression sleeves on airplanes to prevent swelling that are not part or parcel of an injury report. 
Um, I mean, I wear compression socks on airplanes uh, because like it's good for circulation and I don't want, you know, like I'm, I'm old. So, you know, that that's, it's, I don't think that there's any there there to the Bengals were trying to cheat the system. And look, I'm as skeptical a guy as there is, but I I've seen the play that Joe Burrow got hurt on. He rolled up his hand and that's where he broke it. Yeah. I mean, when they beat the Niners a couple of weeks ago, I thought, man, the Bengals are a Super Bowl team. Here they come. And uh, the speed on defense and then the, you know, the pass rush they have DJ reader burrow, those weapons, Jamar chase. I mean, the run game looked like it was coming together. I thought, man, the Bengals, I, you know, I don't know if the Bengals or the Bills, I mean, you could argue that uh, that Burrow and Josh Allen are, you know, the second and third best quarterbacks in the game. Uh, you could make the arguments other people have. They're not going to even make the playoffs. Neither of those teams are probably going to make the playoffs. Buffalo's six and five. Yep. Uh, they probably don't make the playoffs. If you looked at their schedule, they got a hellacious schedule. They're they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, this is what Buffalo's got left on the schedule. Tell me if you think what you think they're going to do in this in this little run. They've got Philly at Philly, then they go bye week, then they go at Kansas City, then Dallas, then at Chargers, then New England. That's a win. Then at Miami, they're not making the playoffs. No way. No way. They're going to easily lose two or three more games there. They're not beating Kansas City, Chargers, Dolphins on the road. They they couldn't beat Denver at home. You know, I mean, it's like they beat the Jets yesterday, but they, they're not. So Buffalo's not going to go to the playoffs, I don't think. And Cincinnati's not going to go to the playoffs. So I if you're Kansas fair. City, you're feeling great. I mean, if you're a Chief fan, I mean, it's basically, to me, the AFC playoffs are going to be you know, Chiefs or Ravens of the chalk. And then you've got the young crew, you know, whether it be Jacksonville with Lawrence, um, maybe the Browns, if they, you know, somehow could pull an upset. And then Houston, you know, Houston's six and four. Uh, you know, they, they've won three in a row. CJ I mean, Stroud through, I was complimenting him saying this guy's having one of the greatest rookie years I've ever seen. And then he threw three interceptions, but they still won. They still won. And he's still having a monstrous rookie year. CJ Stroud is um, Texans more interesting than anyone thought that, that they possibly could be the Rams beating the Seahawks again. Good news for the 49ers rolling into Seattle They're They're going to be licking their wounds after a loss Rams off of a bye. Uh, scored 10 unanswered to win 17-16 at SoFi over Seattle yesterday. So Yesterday, um, by the way, Damon, my luckiest bet, luckiest bet of all time. I took a three-team teaser. I took Buffalo minus, minus one against the Jets. Well, that, that covered easy. They won 32-6. I took, um, I took the, the, the Dolphins minus six against the Raiders one by seven, they won by seven and it was lucky. It was lucky. I mean, they were, they, that easily couldn't have covered. And I had the lions minus one against the bears. And I, I, I'm, I'm seriously, I'm watching the bears are up 26. Was it 26, 21 or something like that? Um, 26, 14 with four like, twenty to play. And they wind up losing 31 to 26. How, what happened 
to the Bears in the final moments of the fourth quarter there. How uh, do you go? What did you say it was? 26-14? Yeah. And they and give up 17 points in the last four minutes of the game? Yeah. No, I'll tell you what happened. Dan Campbell came out and he started snacking. It doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes. I will beat your ass. I will Not beat your ass. There you go. Come on, Dees. Dees nuts. And there is no doubt that the what happened in that game. You know what I think happened is that Justin Fields scored a touchdown and he did a little dance and that fired up the Detroit Lions a little bit. They just collapsed, man. Never, never put a collapse beyond the Chicago Bears ever in your life. It's what they do. It's who they are. So was uh, there a turnover at the end there? Must have had to be. Had to be a turnover. So honestly, I'm I'm bailing out with Jillian. I'm trying to get ready to, for to, to, I I when I saw that they lost, I didn't even go back to bother. Like that's how much the Bears are pissing me off. I I just I'm done. I'm done. I've, I've broken faith with them. They're well. They didn't. They they uh, fields through new pit no picks, so it wasn't picks. I didn't watch it because I was walking from. Uh, the Santa Clara Hilton into the game, but literally I, I went and said, I signed off with, Hey, and the bears have pulled the upset against the lions. They're up 26, 14 and the Chicago's got the ball and it's four minutes and 20 seconds left. Uh, the bears are going to hand the lions their third loss of the year. I get to my seat and I'm like, Hey, how about that bears win over the lions? And people are like, no man, the lions came back and won. I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. How? Well, so the, the 17 bears- points. The Bears' final offensive possession was a one-play drive, uh, minus 25 yards. It was a safety. So whatever happened there, it was glorious. Uh, there was a three and out and a punt. Um, basically, the uh, it's a gag, man. It's a gag. Yeah, the 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 when the Lions needed two touchdowns, they scored two touchdowns as it was field goal, punt, safety for the Bears. So um, settling for field goals instead of scoring touchdowns is a good way to lose a football game. And that happened in Detroit. Where are you with Justin Fields, by the way, Justin Fields was 16 to 23 for 169 and one touchdown sacked twice. But then he also ran 18 times for 104 yards. He's I'd be really afraid to trade him because he's come on, man. If he ever figures it out on a good team, I mean, he is, he's the level of runner that is just, He's, he's a good, he's he, an amazing runner. He's one of those Larry, this is exactly what we started the show talking about in terms of athletic gifts. Guy who has to work hard for everything. And I'm not saying that Justin Fields isn't a hard worker, but he can lean on athletic gifts that allow him to have these gaudy rushing performances where Brock Purdy never was able to lean on those gaudy rushing performances. So he learned how to stay in the pocket and negotiate a collapsing pocket and be brave in a collapsing pocket and keep your eyes downfield in a collapsing pocket. And that's why Brock Purdy is a hundred times the quarterback Justin Fields could ever be because he just learned how to play the position where Justin Fields was always on a superior team where his superior athleticism could bail him out of trouble. And again, Justin Fields is modern Michael Vick. Spectacular athlete. Does four or five things in a football game that make you go, there's not a lot of guys that could ever do that. But is he is he going to win a Super Bowl? I Decidedly, that answer at this point in time is, is no. 
but it's not just him either. It's there's a there is a serious deficit of talent on that Bears team. And they're going to have one of the top three picks in the draft. You know, I mean, it's it's kind of who they are. So, and will they go with Caleb? Um, I, I'll say this though, man. If Justin, Fe- if the Bears wanted to move Justin Fields, and I was a team that didn't have a quarterback but had a really good quarterback coach, or I'd I'd I'd, I'd trade for him. I'd trade for him because I, you know, he's got four four flat speed. He's super dynamic, and when he does throw the ball, he's pretty accurate. So it's not like he's got some nice traits to work with there. And <clears throat> obviously there's some development that needs to happen. I think but. in the right situation, he'd be a better player. He's in a situation in Chicago that ruins quarterbacks. Historically, there is no franchise. Do you realize that the Chicago Bears have yet to have a 4,000-yard passer in franchise history? Yeah. Well, I mean. It's never happened. Even when they won. I mean, they had Jim McMahon. Who, I mean, who, who are they? If you say greatest quarterbacks in Bears history. The, 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 it's it's it th- that was on the list. Just Cade McNown come to town. Why a tittle? <laughs> yeah, why a tittle? Uh, Daza says, Do you think the 49ers have a shot at the one seed? Looks like it's between the Lions and the Eagles. Well, the Niners or do no, have a shot. Me, Sid Luckman is <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I had him on my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, if the Niners beat if okay, if the Niners beat. First of all, I think the Lions have the best chance at the one seed. Um, I know the Eagles right now are in the driver's seat, but I think the Eagles lose tonight. And I think the Niners can beat the Eagles. So then that would mean if the Niners ran the table, and who that's a big if too, because they got the Ravens on Christmas night, which is going to be a hellaciously tough game to win. Um, but the Niners would be... Made a little bit easier that Mark Andrews injury, though. Andrews done for the year. I know, um, I know. Uh, but look at the Lions' schedule. Here's the Lions' schedule. Now, the Lions are... They got like are, five wins in a row lined up for them right here, they, right now. They're eight and two, but they play Green Bay at home. Should be a win. At the Saints. Should be a win, but that's a tough game because it's in New Orleans. At the Bears. Win. But that could be a tough game, too, actually. I mean, heck, they barely could beat the Bears yesterday. Win. Um, Broncos. At kind of Minnesota, playing a little bit better, but that should yeah. be a win. At Minnesota, win. At Dallas, loss. And then home against Minnesota in Week 17. You again, unless they're playing for a one seed, that might be sit everybody. Right, but I'm just saying that they that they far and away have the easiest schedule. Far and away. So the road to the Super Bowl, if Kansas City gets it done tonight and the Niners can win in Philly, the road to the Super Bowl may go through Detroit. How about that? Trip to Motown. Could happen. Could, happen. could happen. And and if the 49ers, it, look at it this way, the choice between playing in Detroit or playing in Philadelphia is no choice at all. You take that game in Detroit if you can't host it, right? I mean, that's they're outside of the 49ers getting a one seed. Detroit getting the one seed is the second best thing. Okay, if you had to, if I told you you had to bet the Super Bowl, but you had you couldn't take the chalk, and I'll say the chalk is uh, Eagles, Chiefs, and Niners because that's the chalk right now in Vegas. Are you going Detroit? I would just again, there is something in Detroit's DNA 
that I don't care what kind of year they're having, how much I like what I see, how good their offensive line is. It's the Detroit Lions. The next time they win a big game, I mean, their their season opening win in Kansas City is honestly one of the three greatest wins in franchise history. And that's just a regular season opener in week one. The, The minute the Lions win a big game will be the first time in my life that the Lions have won a big game. So I'm not betting on it happening. I would take the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Over yeah. Cleveland, over Houston, over Detroit, over ja- over Baltimore. I would take the Dallas Cowboys, and if I needed an AFC dark horse, I would go with either Jacksonville or Miami. Okay. Miami and Miami's another team that hasn't really beaten any good teams. No, but here they are with a pretty damn good record and a whole bunch of talent, and uh, they snuffed out the Raiders yesterday, who... Look, get a lot of credit for being a better football team than they were just three weeks ago. They really are. They really shows are. you how McDaniel's is just a fraud. Well, and it also shows you that Aiden O'Connell is a little bit more of a spot to believe in than Jimmy Garoppolo represented. You know, so, three, uh, he threw three picks yesterday. Still, though, I, I I like him more than Garoppolo. And if you're a Raider fan, you should because it's better to find out what you got with him than knowing what Jimmy is just seeing it over and over again. So um, Antonio Pierce has got that team feeling itself a little bit. They were, you know, they, they, they lose by seven against a team that, you know, earlier this year dropped 70. So I th- I think that that's the dolphins are good again. You know, the whole, like they haven't beaten anybody. Well, you know, they're seven and three. So they've beaten seven other NFL teams if beating seven other NFL teams was an easy thing to do, there's be there'd be a lot more seven win teams out there. So it's it's a tough league. Even the teams that aren't good are still hard to beat. Bay so. Area says I'd rather go to Detroit than Philly in the NFC of championship game. Uh, this is the Ford Niners year to win it. They better get it done. Well, you know, here's the other thing about it. There's always upsets. There's always, you know, you never know. Just keep playing. Just keep playing. A bunch of one week seasons. The uh, here's here's the, here's the one thing that we haven't talked about at all, and uh, you know I know that it was you know what what do you think about Jake Moody? I haven't heard his name in a few weeks because he's not missed any of his field goals. Well, you know he's yeah, yeah he nearly missed that one. Field goals that you nearly miss are still worth three points, just like the ones that go right down the middle. And he was right down the middle yesterday. He hasn't missed a kick from inside the forty yet in his career. And nor should he, you know, NFL kicker shouldn't be missing those kicks. But I thought that Jake Moody um, should should have an awful lot of doubt if there was creeping any in sort of removed. I think the 49ers kicking game between Moody and Wisnowski is in very good shape. I agree. I agree. Uh, Wisnowski's pinning guys inside, pinning teams inside the 20 with regularity. And Mooney's got a big leg and, you know, hopefully he can handle the pressure that comes with uh, playoff football. Um, hopefully it won't come down to a kick. You know, I mean, it's just really as simple as that. Niners, um, you know, I'll say this. I've talked to the kid a few times, and I really am impressed with how solid he is. Uh, so, I, you know, it, he, he's, he's either going to get it done or he's not, but it won't be because he's like some kind of mental midget. He's not. He's not. He doesn't lack confidence. He doesn't. He's not nervous. Um, he's pretty, right. he's, the he's pretty solid. Goal, the missed field goal in Cleveland is not haunting him. Right. 
Right. He and he and he's just a solid. He's a solid kicker. I think mean, he's going to be their kicker for years to come. Um, but it, it, you know, the idea though that you know Robbie Gold didn't want to kick went out the window when he tried out three weeks ago for the New York Giants. So Robbie Gold did want to kick, and he's thirty-eight for thirty-eight in the playoffs in his career. And the Niners, firmly in their Super Bowl window, almost guaranteed to be a playoff team, went with a rookie kicker over a guy who's 38 for 38 in the playoffs. So hopefully we don't see that stat uh, in any printed reports later this year. Right. You know, because if it if it does, it means that uh, Mooney missed some big kicks. It was a good game yesterday, Larry. It's It's one that when the season is over, we will not look back at we will not call it a turning point the way that Jacksonville felt like a turning point win for the 49ers. It was a handle your business at home afternoon and the Niners were able to handle their business. And in doing so Brock Purdy had a historically significant afternoon where he becomes among three quarterbacks under the age of 24 to ever finish with a perfect passer rating in the game. He is one of three 49er quarterbacks that has ever finished an afternoon with a perfect passer rating. The other guy's names are Joe and Steve. And for someone who got off to an incredible start at the beginning of his career, uh, he hasn't really div- d- diverted off that path. I I did a, a video last night called Stock Purdy, and there is there's no such thing as linear growth. There's no such thing as a career that only does this with no dip in in improvement. Brock is about as close as we have ever seen, though. Again, the three-game losing streak was inglorious, but he played pretty damn well in two of those three games. And in the game he didn't play well in, Moody's missed kick is a big reason why they lost. So what we're seeing out of Brock Purdy, as we kind of wrap this one up here, Larry, is significant it's fun it's inspirational it is a testament to when the right quarterback is in the right situation with the right coach good things can happen and if you want to you know say that that's a system quarterback I, I don't I don't even care anymore you know if for those whose constant craving of moving the field goals to make sure that Brock Purdy can never hit him it's funny you know I keep on hearing, well, you put Brock Purdy on the Carolina Panthers. You're not getting this. Okay, guess what? You put Patrick Mahomes on the Carolina Panthers. You ain't getting that. You know what I mean? Like there there are some teams that are so up against it that one guy showing up doesn't change everything that dramatically. Brock Purdy has what I believe are universally translatable quarterbacking skills. And if, you know, you're... Your hypothesis is that, well, Patrick Mahomes has so much raw talent that he could show up anywhere and make that team better. I would say that Brock Purdy has a level of quarterbacking awareness and accuracy that should he show up anywhere, that team would get better. Like, I think that formula applies to him too. It's a different calculation, but it equals Brock Purdy on any team might make that team better. Well, we have we saw this, by the way. Mahomes lost the Super Bowl to Tampa Bay. He lost. Why did he lose? Because he didn't have a good enough offensive line. They couldn't block Tampa Bay. So 
And the other guy playing quarterback that day was pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, they lost because they didn't have their offensive line and they, and they couldn't block. And so you're, it's a team game. I mean, there's 53 guys on a roster. So it's, yeah, I mean, this Brock is good enough and I'll tell you, you know, he's good enough to, to get them over the top. Um, and you know, you know, here he's not, he's not just good enough in the vacuum of this year, in the vacuum of this year, he is among the best at his position. And that's the thing. I, I've been calling it Brock 2.0. What's Brock with expectations? Because I, I've got expectations for him now. And yesterday he went out and he played under the umbrella of we're expecting to see it. And he just, again, in the past two weeks, Purdy has gone 40 of 51 for an average of 315 passing yards with six touchdowns, no interceptions, and better than 12 yards per attempt. Well, we're we're now in the mode of we're critiquing we're critiquing it's like I kind of think like we're back in the 80s and 90s because we're now in the mode where we're critiquing Shanahan and Purdy incredibly uh you know way too harshly the the reality is every game's not going to be a masterpiece the Niners were winning 27 to 7 at the end of the third quarter and they could have been, they could have potentially won this game just going away. Instead, they played kind of a bend but don't break soft defense. They allowed the Buccaneers to complete a bunch of passes. They had a breakdown on special teams, and they wound up winning by less. But I mean, it was still a great win. I mean, it was still, I mean, now we're critique. Here we are. It's Monday morning, and we're critiquing the victory. You know, right. and, they, and we did that an awful lot under George Seifert. We did that under an awful lot with Steve Young. Steve Young probably could speak to it better than anybody. The idea that you won the game, you put up great, great numbers. And yet on Monday, it wasn't good enough for the Niner fans because we are all searching for perfection. Right. Here, here's one thing that I think is kind of interesting. A, a tweet that I saw that I think is really interesting. The 49er defense, you know, because a lot of times it's about how good is your defense, right? How good is your defense? Well, if you look at points per game allowed in the NFL and you took away that first month of the year and you just said from week five on, who, where, who's got the best defenses? Pittsburgh, since week five on, has given up 15.8 points per game. The Niners are second. They've given up 16.5 points a game from since week five. Second in the NFL. Kansas City's third. They've given up 16.6. Baltimore's fourth. They've given up 17. So, I mean, you've got other good teams in there. But the Niners, outside of Pittsburgh, are the best defense in the NFL since week five. And Detroit, by the way, we're talking about Detroit. Detroit's 28th. They've given up 24.3 points a game since uh, since week five. I'm not saying it's the end-all, be-all statistic. I do think it's interesting, though, that you know a lot of it's about how well is your defense playing. And the Niners, the Chiefs, and the Ravens, three Super Bowl contenders, all all three of those defenses are giving up 17 points a game or less since week five. It's going to be a very interesting uh, December and January. Any other Supers that you wanted to get to on our way out, Larry? We don't want to leave anybody feeling like uh, they threw a little something in the tip jar but didn't get their drink pushed across the bar to them. What do we got? Yeah, we got Elite Archer 23. Says this team isn't winning the Super Bowl. The Niners teams that won were killers. This team doesn't have that mentality. You both saw it in the 80s, same as me. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. 
I, I mean, whether it makes sense or not, I, I don't agree with it. They're not killers. Um, if the 49ers needed to, if that had been a really close game, then they would have needed to play tighter defense. And they would have played tighter defense. I really believe that. They went, They got into, it kind of reminded me a lot of week one against the Steelers where the Niners got up big. And then it was like, you know what? We're just going to play kind of a, we're going to play a bend, but don't break soft kind of defense. And we're going to let, keep everything in front of us and make them travel the length of the field. And uh, we'll see if they can do it. I think overall, you got to feel pretty good about what you're getting right now out of the 49ers on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, two weeks on the sidelines for Steve Wilkes and the Niners defense has played well. Tampa uh, averaged 4.5 yards per pass, lowest of the season, 3.7 yards per rush. Um, you know, I mean, they, it wasn't like this defense, you know, got gashed. They just played a bend but don't break style after they got up big. And That's what I saw. Look, I mean, Tampa got its, you need to score lightning quick. And they've got the Fred Warner interference in the end zone, which by the way, I don't even think happened in the end zone. I thought it happened to like the two, three yard line. And that right. should have been that, that, that shouldn't have been first and goal. Uh, but I guess spot foul would make it first and goal anyway. Anyways, uh, look, it, it was, it's a day where you got to tip your cap a little bit in defeat. To, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who came out here. It's a good thing that they couldn't establish the run. It made them one dimensional. Once they got one dimensional and you could feel it coming. That's when, you know, two sacks were recorded on their final drive of the game before the Jair Brown interception, which was the everybody drive home safe play of the game. And um, it was w when you're settling for field goals, instead of touchdowns, you're inviting other teams to stick around that game. The Niners did that in the first half, but no harm, no foul. The only mission was win the game. Not only did they win, they covered, which means everybody should go home happy. Purdy was spectacular. Shanahan had the right game plan. Steve Wilkes, since he's come down from the heavens, it's been a better brand of defense, and there's no denying that Chase Young has made an impact quickly in two games. It's made Bosa better. It's made the rest of the defensive line better. He recorded his first solo sack as a Niner yesterday. So well, wait, wait. You said they covered. They didn't, didn't they? cover for they didn't cover for everybody because the line went off at 13 and a half and they won by 13. Oh. There's people out there who are listening to you say, and they covered, going, ah, they didn't cover. So again, I'm not a big gambler. I did the last time I saw the line, it was around like 10 or 12. So I thought I thought I thought I thought it was in the barn. Yeah, no, I and it was probably for 90% of the people, but I think it went to 13 and a half. Oh, well, you know, that hook will get you every time. <laughs> I mean, seriously. That's why we don't gamble, kids. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh Kevin Kruger, who you might know, you might have met, uh, producer of 49ers Wake Up is sharing a market report from about an hour ago. Showing once again, Larry, this show is the people's choice show for day after 49ers reaction. Uh, we had more of an audience today than either 95.7 or KNBR combined. We had a bigger audience than both sports talk radio stations in the market combined. So welcome to the revolution. Welcome to the takeover. Welcome to 49ers wake up. And, uh, Welcome to what is going to be a short week. And Larry, let's let's figure out how we're playing this. I say, I say that we have 
a uh, a 49er wake up on Friday after the 49ers play uh, on Thanksgiving. And then we do it again on Monday too. I think we double dip with the 49ers wake up because there are going to be a lot of people who miss Friday because it's a day off and they're not getting out of bed. So maybe we do it on Monday. Maybe we go double wake ups on Friday and Monday where Monday's show will obviously be abbreviated. We won't go two hours, but uh, what do you think about that? I'm good. I'm good for that. I'm good for that. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll be, you know, doing El Dorado Hills Thanksgiving with the in-laws, but, uh, I'll be doing the post game. And are you, are you going to do a post game on Thanksgiving night? Of course. Spend okay. your holidays on the plus baby. We're carving the Turkey for everyone. All right. Well, I will send you, uh, I'll send you an invite too. we'll, we'll do also, we're giving away a Purdy Jersey and a Bosa Jersey on the Krug show on Thanksgiving night, courtesy of Mojo fantasy. Very so cool. That, that very is cool. very cool. And then like we'll turn around and uh, and I'm I'm doing radio. I think later that day on Friday, but I'm doing. Uh, we'll, we'll hook it up early in the morning for a little uh, a little 49er wake up on on what they call Black Friday. So you know, if you're one of those people that stands in line for us two hundred dollars savings on a Samsung, hey, get your phone out there and we'll let us entertain you in line. We wake up with us. Thank I want to see some, I want to see some, uh, you know, shopper on shopper, um, you know, violence, uh, via your phone while well, you're uh, watching, uh, Ford Nenner wake up. You're, you're guaranteed to get it because people don't know how to act anymore in society. So yeah, nothing sure says holiday count on black Friday. Nothing says the holidays. Like I'm going to break somebody's nose over $56 of savings right. on a Samsung. Aunt Margaret taking a steel chair out so she can get to the front of the line at Walmart. Oh boy. We got a couple more supers on the way out. I don't know why that makes me laugh. Um, J49. You like carnage. Just I do. I seriously, I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment. Anthony says, why is Ryan beef with you? Dink and dunk critique. Uh, Dink and dunk critique. Now, because somebody tweeted out, um, you know that Ryan and Ryan and uh, Ted were had you know were wrong about Purdy, and I I kind of ripped him in Twitter, and now he's beat he's bent. But well, Ryan and I will get together. Ryan's not a bad guy, but he's gone off on me. He's bringing up Felipe Alou. He's bringing up all kinds of. He's going back to 2005, trying to bury me, cancel me. You, you can but, you you can feel the people who are new at this. <laughs> but Ryan Ryan's not a bad guy, and I told him in a text. I told him, I said, man, you went over the line there, but uh, I'll fi we'll figure it out. We'll figure it you know out. I'll, I'll meet up with him. I don't think he's a bad guy. I've been um, on his show in the past, and I actually went to check out something uh, of, of his on, on Twitter, and, and he blocked me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he I blocked me, but you know what? He told me yesterday, last night that he unblocked me, and, um, you know, so, um, so anyway. He told me, he said, you're unblocked. Let's meet up. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I told him, I said, dude, you went a little too far. And so anyway, well, well, you know what? You know, the one thing anybody who knows me, um, I'll battle with anybody, but I generally like to kiss and make up. I, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I don't, and Damon and I have gotten in arguments for years going back to 1995, but you know what? We always, we always make up. And well, you're uh, wrong in 95 and I'm glad <laughs> you're wrong. Then you're fucking wrong now. <laughs> but you know, Ryan and I have disagreed and he's emotional and I'm emotional and we're both dug in and this and that, but you know what? It'll be all right. We'll get together, whether it be up at his place in Rockland or down here in the Creek, we will break bread. We will figure it out and we will, 
we will move on. It's That's not, right. he's not, he's not, I don't think he's a bad guy. I've never ripped his channel. Um, we disagree on, on football things. Um, what I don't understand is why I got blocked because I wasn't, he, he, he didn't, I've never had anything, he but blocked a Kev too. he's blocked. He, 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 you know, some guy, you know, some people mute, other people block, some people ignore whatever, but you know what? It's everything's going to be all right. It's all going to be all right. Gonna we're going to okay. figure, we're going to figure it all out. And, uh, it will, will well, this too, what's whoever said this, this too shall pass. <laughs> and then we have this one from Neo 1730 says the plus is the go to for post game review. Well, the, thank you. The, the, the post game review. Well, thank you very much. And here's the, the 18th ranked station in the I market. Love, I love oh, hopping on with you. you. Missed that rip. You missed that good rip. No, I heard it. What a all dick. Right, right. Uh, no, no look, look at it this way. You're lucky that you got a four-year head start on me. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> that objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. Is that what you're saying? Where are we? Hold on. I'll give you a market update here. Hold on. Where are, well, let, me, let me take a look. Where are we right now? Where We're are at... We're over 9,400, Larry. We're coming. You're coming. We're coming. You're coming. We're going to get to 10 grand by the end of the year, and that's going to make me awfully happy. And I'll get there even faster if your lovely, vast audience would go ahead and click subscribe and hit a like on the way out. Um, how how are we doing with uh? Do we have? Do we have I, any I'm not competitive players? at all. But if there is one person, even one person of my audience that goes over there and hits like and subscribe, damn it, I will turn on you. No, no, I'm just joking. Everybody the go. <laughs> the minute, the minute I have more subscribers than you, I will, I will, ah, will never appear ah, on the channel ever ah, again. I'm not going to need you. I'm going to start gonna, I, every, every live stream. I'm going to reenact my Larry bear running up second street. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to block you. Get them off. <laughs> Get them off. Get them off. Get them off. Uh, <laughs> By the way, last night on the pregame show, the Krug show eclipsed 28,000 subs. And this morning, we have added 42 more. So we are at 28,042 going into the 11 a.m. hour here on this uh, Monday, um, November 20th, the birthday of my beautiful wife. Congratulations, um, Larry. Happy Thanksgiving to you, your entire family. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the chat. Uh, whether you like me, whether you hate me, I wish nothing but good tidings on you and your family. Hopefully you're all getting together. And again, if you're not getting together with family, need someone to hang out with during the holidays, come on over. Larry and I, the water is fine. Not only will we have 49ers wake-ups for you, but there are post-game shows and and there's an awful lot of stuff that we got going. So welcome to the family. It's good to have you here. And and oh, what else you got? What, oh, what we, got a, we got people. There's always people who are really funny at the end. Um, Lester San Jose, the skeptic tank, has just uh, become a YouTube member. I always give a little little clap for oh, the YouTube members. Nice. Albert Kwan says, I think Larry has more subs than KMBR now. Thank you. Uh, it's because I'm better. Uh, Mo drops a, you're fucking lazy, Larry. Uh, that's why he blocked you. You're fucking lazy. Uh, we got a congrats, Krug. And then Joe Schmo wants the sign off. Oh, wait a second. I almost put Joe up. 
<laughs> he wants the bulky Barbieri sign off. Wait a second. I, I may need a pull of water for that. All right. One. So hold on. So hold on. Who's who's playing who? <laughs> Are you going to do Ralph? Well, what do you, you, you want me to go Ralph or Trent? Yeah. Which, way, which way do you, you want? Go, you go Trent. You go Trent. It's easier on my voice to do Ralph. Well, and I also think that since Trent and Thanksgiving was really established in an interview with Damon Bruce, where he asked me for the Thanksgiving side draft, and I tried to dodge the question. Then I came back around and I showed you how bad of a GM that I could be. And I actually took peas and green beans with my first pick in a side dish draft. So oh, come on, Chet. You got peas and green beans. That's so cute. You're so cute, Chet. I mean, I mean, I want, you know, some people like Scott McLuhan. Some people think that John Lynch is a good GM. I always said, and I told you, I told Tate, I told Tommy the other day, if, if I have one GM I can pick, I can go with Chip Balky. I like Chip Balky. Kent Balky. Kent's one bomber aside. I really like that. Chip Balky. Chip. I've been a Trent Balky fan since the beginning. Well, Ralph, you know, this is why I wrote your name down and put it in an envelope. Because <laughs> you... <laughs> uh, those people don't know what we're even talking about. Damon and I did post-game, post-draft coverage on the live A.J. Jenkins... Coverage. Live draft coverage on the A.J. Jenkins draft. And Damon was just absolutely incorrigible because he watches Big Ten football and he'd never fucking heard of A.J. Jenkins. And he asked, he's like, I've never heard of A.J. Jenkins. You know, Damon, let me tell you, you haven't heard of everybody, my friend. And I, I'll tell you this. I took A.J. Jenkins' name and I wrote it down in an envelope. I put that envelope in my center drawer of my desk. And right as we were about to make that pick, Damon, I looked at that and I said, you know what? That's the envelope that has A.J. Jenkins' name written in it. And that's why, Damon, I'm convinced A.J. is going to be a player for us. And I think I said something like, well, you could have pulled that envelope out in the fourth round and it's, he still would have been there for you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You know, it's one note to self. Lock Trent Balky's fucking drawers from now on. <laughs> well, anyway, Ralph, I wrote your name down. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> you know, Chet, I, I, you know, I don't know why you went with AJ Jenkins. He could run, but he couldn't catch shit. I told Tate. I told Tommy. I, I, I mentioned it to Ted Robinson. You know, this guy can't catch. He doesn't catch. I mean, that's the bottom line. You got as a receiver, Chet. You know better than anybody. As a general manager, and I've always said I'm a big fan of yours. You got to catch the ball. No, you know, and no block, no rock. This guy can't block. Come on, Chet. Well, this is why I, I drafted Chris Borland. I think that he's going to be around for a decade. And I think that Chris Borland is committed to playing linebacker for a very, very long time. Oh, no, wait, never mind. His dad's smart, and he says, kid, get out of football. Why do you always got to go there? You got to bring up concussions. It's a dangerous game, Chad. I love you. I'm a big fan. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody for Damon. I'm Larry. Have a great day. Thanks for 49 and wake up. Nice. <laughs>